This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. It's time for another conversation with someone interesting from the internet. And this week, our guest at the round table of dim lighting is longtime YouTuber, vlogger, and video artist, Mitchell Davis. Started his channel, Live Lava Live, all the way back in May 2007. Uh, and he's currently got 650,000 subscribers and over 100 m- 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 million total views since then. Now, he's a comedic vlogger. He's also a visual artiste. Yeah, he's an artsy guy. And so we, you know, we talk about those two different worlds and mm-hmm. he actually recently combined those onto his main channel um, just a matter of months ago. Right. But uh, we really can't do justice to uh, his visual art video You have to watch those. Because they're, well, yeah, they're visual. You have to watch the visual ones. But it's mesmerizing footage, uh, intoxicatingly edited is how I would describe it. Mm, good word. So it's you know you know that thing on the iTunes visualizer. I don't usually turn that on, I, but I remember like way back in the day, the first time I ever started listening to music on iTunes, I was like, "What is this flower button?" And I press that, and the whole screen turns into mesmerizing, like, intoxicating. Yeah, it turns into this like like this graphic flower that morphs over right. time. So when you're like, listening to. I don't know, John Denver. John John Denver's <laughs> isn't very exciting. But that's uh, what, that, yes. Yeah. I am doing no justice to what you Mitchell does on his him, channel. But we're just wetting your appetite so you will, appetite so you will go watch him. Uh, but another thing about Mitchell, now first of all, I've always thought that he's just an incredibly funny dude, oh, in yeah. person and online. And in terms of vlogging, some of his vlogs are some of the funniest vlogs that I have ever found on YouTube. Here's an example of one because you don't have to see this when you can hear it to find out how funny it is. It's called The Panty Dropper. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I've talked about it a little bit in the past here on Live Love A Live, but I like cologne. I like wearing cologne, I don't know why, but when I wear it I feel like I'm invincible. I steal. I've been wearing the same cologne for a really long time, like a long time. And to be totally honest, the only reason that I wore this cologne that I actually picked is because when I walked into the cologne store as a young woman, I almost said as a young woman. <laughs> I walked into a cologne store as a young woman. When I walked into the store full of fragrances, I, I beelined right for the, the woman who was in charge and I said, hi, I'm Mitchell and I'm looking for something to make me smell better. So like, what kind of smell are you looking for? I'm not sure exactly. Well, if you're not really sure, we have this one and everybody buys it and all the dudes who work here call it the panty dropper. This is the truth and I think that's what makes it funny. So she got the bottle and I smelled it and it was actually pretty nice and I've been wearing it ever since and it's been a joke ongoing that I bought it because it's a panty dropper. When real Realistically, uh, it wasn't. Now when a guy's been vlogging for seven years, you might think that you know everything about him if you've been following him, right? Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing that we find out in this this Ear Biscuit is that there was a whole lot of stuff going on that he wasn't necessarily sharing with his audience at the time. Because this really becomes a quintessential Ear Biscuit where the, uh, the curtain is pulled back a little bit and it gets personal. I mean, right. I, this is a really good episode. When Mitchell showed up, I was like, why is he wearing a curtain? Yeah, because he's, so he can come so he out can, from behind it. So he can pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to see, you get to hear what's under the curtain in this ear biscuit. I mean, th- things did get personal. Um, we talked about weathering the perceived rejection of his mom at a young age, his bout with a paralyzing case of OCD, and Facebooking the father that he never knew. And we talk about, uh, from a professional standpoint, how he strikes the balance uh, between being a vlogger and an artist. 
and specifically how he decided to kind of go the artist route in spite of all the pressures to just be a YouTube teen idol. Teen idol. Teen idol. You said it. Okay, here it is. Enjoy our Ear Biscuit with Mitchell Davis. Uh, the other night, you emceed the, the streamies uh, reception, the I, one where we we lost. The streamies before the streamies. Yes. Yeah. The pre-streamies. Yeah. The, the one where we could have won an award and that you hosted, but it, was ne- it and I wasn't took that the real from, streamies I took that and away we didn't you. win an award. It was all up to me too, and I was like, who do I want? No. Not I knew that. you were making the decisions. Yeah, I was making the decisions. Um, well, and I think we all are on the same page of uh, knowing that we should not have won that category, and we did not Science expect to. Science and education. Uh, but Vsauce won. Congratulations, congratulations to Michael. I did notice that you hit your co-host on the head with a microphone. I did. I did. And was that planned? No, no, none of it was planned. All and this was Shira. Shira, yeah. yes. She was. Uh, it was kind of like a last-minute thing where they were like, "Do you want to co-host?" And I had never co-hosted anything, and I've never hosted anything, so I was just like very nervous about it actually and and I was just like sure but no scripts for me just like tell let, let her do her thing and and I'll just kind of like squeeze in jokes and kind of just keep it light and funny and <laughs> she was going so fast and, and there was no time for jokes that eventually I was just like what's the best joke I could do without having to tell a joke? I'm gonna bop her on the head <laughs> with this <laughs> microphone because like one the sound of a mic hitting anything is just great it's yeah, just that right Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, well, and what, well, the sound that you expected Shira's head to make says a lot about what you thought of Shira. So <laughs> no, it's not like I was expecting tread lightly it to be, at this point. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be like empty or, yeah, or like anything like that. I'm just saying, I I've been like hitting a Chinese <laughs> gong. <laughs> yeah, like a go- if it made a gong sound, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking what you expected. I just I just thought it would be hilarious, and you know what? I laughed real hard about it, so it, it clearly worked. I didn't see it happen. You I, saw it happen? I, I saw it happen and knew that, it, knew that A, it wasn't planned. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that from the look on Shira's face after oh, yeah. you did it. But what I, was the look? Describe the, it. The look was, well, she actually said it. She was like, that actually hurt. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, 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 she said that actually hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I found it all very entertaining. I do want to say thank you. That I did. Yeah, I just thought, I thought you know just add a little bit of uh, some strangeness to it. But I was just like, are they going to talk about this afterwards? <laughs> what was your What was your response to that? Actually, hurt? Did you? I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't think it actually would because <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I, I've been in the head with a microphone, yep. so yeah. But uh, no, I, I just thought it was like the perfect joke. She was talking so fast sometimes, so I was just like, you know what? Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> it w- no. So bloop is what you thought it would sound <laughs> like. Bloop, bloop. And yeah. did you did you decompress that later? Uh, you know, as soon as it was over, I was like, I'm so sorry if that really hurt. <laughs> and she was, it, 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 I mean, it was fine, but I was just like, it was, it was for the joke. Well, it was one of those, it was one of those free for all events anyway. Oh yeah, I mean, ev- it was during, everyone is talking. It was during happy hour, so yeah, it was just like yeah. kind of crazy. So that's that's one of the reasons why I was like game to like, yeah. If I'm gonna try it out for the first time hosting, let's do it this time and like she just read it all and I basically just got to chime in whenever. Oh yeah. Well I, I enjoyed the comic relief. Thanks. For one. Good. In watching back through um, videos across your career uh, in preparation for our conversation, one of the things that struck me was um, the whole, you know how some creators will put an annotation at the beginning of a video that will pop up and be like be sure to watch in HD. 
which I think was a big thing when you could first have that option. We all had the option of educating our audience to click on that little whatever it was at the time. Now it's like a little gear on mm -hmm. the YouTube player where you can then change it to HD. And now it's, you know, if, if you shot this thing in 4K or 5K, you can choose 4 or 5K to watch the thing if your if your internet can handle it. Yeah, who is watching YouTube videos in 4K? That's the people who shot it and uploaded it. Yeah, that's, I, I think I'm like, yeah. where's the 4K button on my cell phone? That's the because I'm watching a lot of YouTube on my phone, and I've like kind of made a rule with myself that I'm never gonna go over 720. There, oh really? Just, there's no point. On the no, phone. No yeah, kid. Sure. No kid is ever being like, oh man. Let this thing buffer because I got to watch it in five K, six K. Well, especially on a phone. But yeah. the thing that occurred to me was when I think about your content, I actually think about that. Like the training as an audience member to switch to HD <laughs> actually is engaged when watching your content because I want to. You always make choice. You make artistic choices with everything you do. Even if I'm, I mean, I never thought I would watch anyone's what I would call a vlog. Okay. Yeah. And have a desire to bump that up to HD and to to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that sums up how I now see you. And I, I think we'll we unpack see this. you in HD. That is well. I'm <laughs> glad you do. <laughs> when I watch you, I want to watch. The, I'm watching the choices that you're making, and it's 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 very funny, it's very fascinating, it's very engaging. But I don't want it, that to be compromised. You know, it's kind of like when I go to a movie theater, I want to go to the ArcLight here in town because they is the le, uh, is the least likely to have a compromised experience. I'll pay a little bit more for that, and I think that's a testimony to who you are. And what one of the things I'd like to explore in this conversation is that you make those type of choices that I wanna click on the HD. But it's fascinating because a lot of times it's, it's you could just describe it as a vlog. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've often called it vlogging plus, is where I know that it's just a vlog, but I, I, I really try to stylize it. I really try to make it, I just try to take it to an artistic level of where if if the audio was turned off and music was just playing, you'd still want to be able. You'd still want to watch it. You'd still think like this is visually pleasing. I, I like the way mm -hmm. this looks, even though I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about. Do you have a better? Is it easier for you to describe your work and summarize what you do, or or to describe who you are? Like I'm a YouTuber, or I'm a fill in the blank. I always just try to. I'm just an artist. I'm just a digital artist, just trying to get away with whatever I can. But. Comedian? I mean, what 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 do you throw in there? Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on the situation. I, I mean, yeah, I do tell jokes a lot of times, and then sometimes I do like the most avant-garde, like, what is this? Yeah. So it's kind of just, that's why I've always just gone with artists, because I feel like comedians are artists, and so is, so is Pablo Picasso. So it's just kind of like this like catch-all phrase that mm -hmm. I can use is just like... Well, YouTuber is a catch-all phrase too. It, it no, you're right, but not all of my artwork is on YouTube, so that's kind of where it kind of it, it for me it I want to I want to make sure that they understand that that's not my only home. Like I am on SoundCloud, I'm I'm you know I'm mm -hmm. doing things in the real world, physical world, and I'm selling prints. So I I you're selling prints, the artist. I'm selling prints, the artist, <laughs> all the vinyls. Uh, go to MitchDavis.net. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it it just it ended up just kind of being this. Um, just the one word that kind of fit. Well, you know, it's, I would say, in addition to wanting to click on the HD button, 
uh, on your content. I would describe it as uh, thoughtful and you have a certain amount of conviction. There's a uh, commitment to something that goes beyond, I, I'm just here to play this game, I'm here to play this YouTube game. So I, I wanna get at where that comes from. You know, this is an ear biscuit. We're going into your ear hole. Yeah, I can feel you guys <laughs> into the brain going inside my brain right now. And and so I, you know, I'm assuming that, as is often the case, uh, I want I want to find out about like what was life like before this whole thing happened that led to this thoughtfulness that you exhibit. You exhibited from the beginning in, in your in your content. So we we know you're from Ohio, but that's about it. That's that's what we know. Yeah. Um... What oh, else? So you want me to start from the beginning? Did, were you born in Ohio? I was born in Daytona, Florida. Oh, Daytona, Florida. You can yeah. drive on the beach there. Yeah. I, and I was born and I basically was like, I was there for like a week or two and then my mom came back and lived with my grandma and we lived there for a long time. So you were like two weeks old? I, yeah, I was like a just a little tiny, just a turd of a baby. They just moved me to Ohio. So was this like a a split situation, like a parent split situation? I think it was, from what I understand, I don't know a whole lot about this. Um, I never met my real dad. I still haven't. Uh, and I okay. think it was just kind of, she had the baby, and it, which me, <laughs> she <laughs> the, had me. The baby Mitchell. The baby Mitchell. And I think she just realized like, oh, this isn't where I want him to grow up. This is not the environment. So from what I've heard, I, I know very little. I didn't even find out that who I thought was my real dad wasn't my real dad until I was like a teenager. And really, yeah, because mm. I thought that when we when we when she moved back to Ohio, she met a man and they ended up getting married. And I had just always assumed that was my real dad until I started middle school and they asked for my they asked for like some paperwork and I noticed the name was different and I was like, wait, a hold up, wait a second, and and. And so, like, literally, I just remember... What do you mean the name was different? Like, like my last name was different. Um, and it was the first time you had thought about that. Yeah, and I'd been like, oh, that's strange. What That that never really registered with me. And my then dad... I, so, your da- <clears throat> yeah, your dad's last name was not Davis. Yeah, it was Evans. So, it was... Uh, Evans was on that form. And I was just like, why would they Why would they ever put Evans? That doesn't make any sense. And so, I she was... We were in line at a bank, and I just randomly had, like, the epiphany moment. I looked up, and I was like... He's not my real dad, is he? And she was just like, well, "We we need to go home, don't we?" And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> we need we need to go home. Yeah, let's take this yeah. uh, behind closed doors." Yeah. So it was just like this weird moment where I was just like, "Holy!" <laughs> did she make her deposit, or did you leave line immediately? Uh, she made her deposit, and then we went home. I mean, it was just such a it was such a weird bombshell. It kind of, I think it. It it should have shook me a lot more than it did. If anything, though, it was just kind of like, okay. I mean, I get it, but it, it doesn't. I mean, I still feel the exact same after I just figured it all out. But and it, at the time, did were, was your mom still with the boyfriend that you had thought was the husband? Dead? And and yes, yes. Husband, okay. But we, I had never you weren't adopted by him. No, no, I was never really. And and you know, it, to this day, I never still really clicked with anyone. My mom is been married to or dated or anything I've always just kind of been like if anything I've always just kind of just been like the real the real parent in my life has always been my grandparents hmm. and you know my Juanita and uh, Leon shout out grandparents they're the best <laughs> they got good names too because you ended up living with them I, I yes. gathered that from one of the first yes, vlogs I, I watched I've lived with my grand I've lived with my grandparents like on and off 
I mean, I might move with them again. They're the best. They're like the <laughs> coolest old people I've ever come in contact with to the point where I'm like throwing them in videos and stuff because they're so funny to me. <laughs> was the first video that you put your granddad in the, the, the one where you were kind of talking about, I'm sorry I haven't made videos, like in the first few months, Oh, your earliest videos, my, you can see your granddad in there and it's like, I've got all this footage, I don't know how to make videos. Yes. I've got this great footage of my granddad <laughs> yeah, that's and then it. you cut to it. Yeah, and that, and, and, and that was all totally staged too. I was just like, I did not have any extra footage. I was just like, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I just had this idea where I was like, what if I made a video about how I can't make a video? Which I mean is like my real problem all the time, but I like kind of playing with that idea. And so he would always just barge in my room and, and he's just got like this really intense, like, what are you doing? What's this over here? What are you doing? He would always sit in front of my computer and like tap on the thing and be like, messing up your videos, Mitchell, you better watch out. And I'm just like, get out of here. <laughs> and so, um, he would just kind of, he, we became like, it was like this weird older brother situation, and I was the older brother. And yeah, um, you were, you, in this video, you were trying to get him to say, live, love, live, rocks. Yes, and he just couldn't get it out of his mouth. It was just like, live, love, rocks, rocks. I'm just like, that's great, thank you. And then he walks away, but then he comes back and, oh, and take, picks up your chair. Yeah. I thought he was going to beat you like pro wrestler style. No, and see, and that's like the, the brother stuff is, is he just picked it up, and then he just put it right back down. But I, as soon as he picked it up, I just went with it, and I was just like, "Oh man, I'm about to just start screaming because it's gonna be hilarious." Yeah, yeah. He's just a uh, he's wild. He's so cool, though. Did he have an accent? I mean, see, okay, everyone thinks he has an accent. He had a stroke. He had a stroke, and he was like the most boring grandfather I ever had. And then he had a stroke, and everybody kind of got—I don't want to say afraid of him. <laughs> But everyone kind of got like a little distant, like his his like closer family. And then I had all these issues with my family, so I ended up living with them. And so I became this like older brother kind of guy who was like constantly chatting with him and, and really being interested in this like new person that was hmm. in our lives. Like we were living there with kind of a stranger. He was different. He was different. His voice changed. He, the accent kind of started happening. He started singing a lot. Like a lot of things kind of changed. I mean, when he first came to, he didn't remember anything except for the Kentucky Wildcats lineup from the 80s. So really? he, he was just like, and I, while everyone else was like, this is so awful, I, I, I was like, this is really interesting. Uh-huh. And um, like, I've had multiple conversations with him about how he had to learn how to read again as an adult. And, and I, I got to talk to him about what it was like living those few months not knowing words and uh that was really that that was special to me because he, he he was just so raw and real and he still is with me when i ask him a question there's no filter he will he will tell me the truth and um and i just he became one of my best friends he just <laughs> yeah so what precipitated you moving in with your grandparents specifically um and was that before the stroke um, it was, it was after. So like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like fully live there when he, when it happened, but it was soon after is, is my mom was dating a guy who we did not get along and it kind of just, uh, became like a him or me. And, uh, I just packed up my stuff and went and how old were you? But I, it wasn't, it, was that an ultimatum from your mom or that was like your perspective on it? Um, it was an ultimatum. It was like, it was me and him kind of just looking at her. And and it just was just like I could tell that she wasn't 
moving or budging at the time, and I decided to get out and just be happier. And so, you were a teenager? Yeah, time. yes. And this is before I started YouTube. This is, uh, this is yeah, I was a teenager. And any other, any brothers and sisters? I, I have a younger sister who I still chat with all the time. She still lives with my mom. And, 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 and since I've, I've, you know, made peace with her and we're cool now. And But you you didn't get along with her either? No, I didn't get along with her after, well, after that whole like him or me. And then all of a sudden I ended up leaving. It was kind of like apparent like, oh man, you t- what happened? So I uh, I was just like, give me, I literally like took like a year or two and was just like very quiet. I didn't talk to anyone on the side of the family. I just kind of lived in, in my own bubble world in my grandparents' house, hanging out with Leon and hanging out with Anita. Hmm. Because I guess at that age, it felt like, I mean, my mom has chosen him over me. Yeah. A, re- a, a, re- being re- a rejection from your mom, basically. Well, and then not knowing my dad, it just kind of felt like, well, sheesh, I don't think I have parents right now. Hmm. And But the, the thing is, though, is I never looked at it like as this is awful, is I kind of thought like there the, a lot of self- discovery happened you know I was taking care of myself you know and and it was really interesting to to all of a sudden be in charge of me uh and and my grandparents are just kind of you know grandparents are they just they just want the best for you but they're also Mm -hmm. your grandparents so they're like double nice and so you know if I wanted a computer in my room all of a sudden it was like that was doable Hmm. I got yeah of course you can have the computer in your room and it's like okay now when (laughs) when you found out you know at the bank uh about the uh uh, about your dad not being your your real dad, did that give you a sense of okay? Well, I got to figure this out now. When you went home, what was the conversation like? And then, did, have you ever said, "I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go make contact." Um, at the time, it was kind of just like I just want to know the truth, and that's it. So that's what I did. And then for a long time, I mean, this is before you know, I was the biggest thing I was doing online at the time was maybe live journal, you know? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was like, let me go hop on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, so honestly, I didn't really care because I was just like, well, if he hasn't hung out or even tried to reach out since then, then why would I waste my time? Yeah, because the thing I was thinking was uh, sometimes when one relation, you know, if you've got, uh, if the relationship with your mother was suffering, there might you might be like, well, I'm gonna go find my dad. <laughs> yes, you know? but the fact that, that he hadn't tried to even make contact, I was just like, you know, I don't think he's gonna wanna see me either. So yeah. it was just kinda, and, and like I said, I have my grandparents and they've just been fantastic. So I was just like, I mean, I didn't even really ask. I just remember I called my grandma and I was just like, I think I'm gonna live with you guys again. And she was like, I'll come pick you up later today. Hmm. She she got it. She got it. She knew. Like she knew what was going on, and and I was just like, thanks. And to this day, I still think it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I I mean, like I living with them put a different perspective, especially with Leon. It was just this friendship that I I really really appreciated. I mean, he really would. I could just I could ask him these questions, and I could really dive into this this mind, and and, and I know that he appreciates it, and I know that he. Also, I mean, we're like best friends. We're each other's favorite dude. Like we just mm-hmm. think we just you're just so cool. I mean, I love hanging out with him anytime I get a chance. I'm all, every Monday I always go have dinner with him. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound like you were teetering on depression uh as a if this 13, 14 year old kid or 
No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think I was definitely like having like moments, you know, where every kid has moments, you know, where you're just like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I ever really let it affect me too much. If anything, I just kind of, I just kind of felt like, what am I missing? Every once in a while, I'm just like, what am I missing? Like, a great example is like a couple weeks ago, I was at my girlfriend's house and we were all having a barbecue. And I and I just looked at her and I was just like, you know, I don't know how to use a grill. I have no idea how to use a grill. Hmm. And she's like, didn't anyone ever teach you? And I was like, no. I was like, the only dude in my life is Leon and there's no way he's getting in front of a grill right now. <laughs> I was like, and and I was just like, like that. Like, like moments like that where I was like, dang it, I miss that. That's, yeah. you know, shaving. Like my grandma taught me how to shave, mm-hmm. you know, and and just like those small little things. But again, I I think it definitely helped mold who I am today. And so I don't really, I'm not like, like bummed about it. If anything, yeah. I'm like, that's what makes me me is I have these like weird little things that happened. Well, I think that's, I mean, you go through something like that and it's, it's telling, it's kind of, it not only... F- it forms who you are, and then it, it but it reveals who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 there's a if you're an optimistic person, or there seems you seem to exude a lot of positivity in in the things you do, even the choices you make. It it seems like this could have been an opportunity to discover that about yourself. Yeah, I, and and like like I was saying, there was a lot of self discovery, especially with when I moved, and all of a sudden it was like okay. If it's if it's if it's just gonna be me, what are we gonna do? What's gonna happen? So, and so just to just to close the dad part of it, what Rhett was asking. So where does that stand now? Did you ever did you ever change your mind to f- I, to I, reach uh, out or f- figure out who he was? Actually, this past year, I uh, I got on Facebook and I did some like some deep searching, and I'm pretty well, sure what led to it. What led to it is this: I had this one moment. Uh, with my girlfriend right now and I just like I just randomly started crying we were sitting on the couch or something and I was just like man I want to know what his face looks like Mm. I just want to know what his face looks like right now like at this moment for no reason other than just curiosity I was just like I want to know what his face looks like and uh and is there a book where I could see his face um there is there was and I I'm I found it what did she say she said like go for it she she started searching because she was like, I know that there's no way you can do it, and I and I knew exactly what she meant is if I were to do it, and hypothetically he were to see my YouTube or something, then it could potentially it was it would really mess with me if he wanted to talk to me just because of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that would really just not mm-hmm. work. Um, so. We started using her account. We found it, and I printed off the, some screen grabs and because you knew his name. Yes, and I your went, mom and I, I told I, you his name. Yeah, so I just printed off like three, and then uh, went over to my mom's house and showed her three, and she was just like, it was like a lineup, and she pointed and she was like, "That's definitely him," and I was just like, "Okay, thanks," and mm. then I closed it, and that's it. Just wanted to know what he looked like. Yeah. It was just like a random like breakdown moment where I was just like I want to know, it. and I think it just had had a lot to do with the fact that it was I was like, I'm aging now I'm I'm getting older and I was just like half of me is this stranger and half of me is worried what if something's really wrong with him I want to be able to have that option if I go to the doctor and they're like hmm. 
does heart disease run in your family? You know, like I want to be able to be like, no, but I know who to ask if mm. something does happen. But, I, you know, I've, I'm good. I, I mean, really, at the end of it, I'm just like. But what did you see in the photo whenever your mom said, that's him? What did you see? It's kind of like I, I just saw a stranger that I have a weird piece of yarn tied to. That's like tied to my finger, way to his, that we never even know is there. That's what it kind of felt like. It was just kind of like, it's like when when you see someone fall and you help them pick up all their things. And then that you walk away and you're like, I'm never going to see them again. But that was, that was a nice moment. It was, mm. I felt the same in my gut with that. Except it was just kind of like, yeah, we have a weird connection, but neither of us will ever really know about it or think about it again. If right now in my life he was like, I want to meet you, I'd be like, too late. Hmm, yeah. You you missed your opportunity, man. I'm I'm an adult now, and I don't need another person yeah. that's, I mean, a stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm 25 years old. I, I You missed your opportunity. Yeah. So what were you... Um, during that same time, from from a from a personal perspective, you said you were doing some stuff on online, mm-hmm. uh, but I gotta assume you were an artistic kid. What 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 were you doing with your free time, and how are you expressing yourself? Um, well, when it came to artistically online, I had a I had another channel before Live Lava Live. I had another channel where I was just <laughs> I was like speed drawing and speed painting, like you know, where you like yeah. add music in the background. I had a whole channel where I was just doing those. Like from the get-go of YouTube, so it was a, 2006. It, it was early, yeah, I was doing it. And, and to the point where um, more people watched it than I knew, and then I deleted it because it freaked me out. Because I was like, oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I, An I, audience was terrifying. Uh, at the time, it was. And then, and then I kind of like let it sit in, and a few months later, I was like, okay, I think I get this. I'm going to try it again. And you were 16. Well, I was a little older. I was like 17, 18. By the time I like really got into Live, Love, Live. I had just started high school. And uh, yeah, and I decided to do that. And what specifically? Because even some of those earliest videos are deleted now. Yeah, I mean, it was... The black and white videos. Yeah, my black and white, my whole black and white stuff. Um, I mean... I just I just made them just because I there's just pure passion. I just liked making them. But you, I mean, w- you were watching other YouTubers. Like, I mean, I imagine you would see Smosh. You're like, okay, that. Uh, well, uh, am ki- I gonna do that or kinda? Uh, if anything, I was watching like Waverly Films and Mimi mm-hmm. Molly and okay. Fresnet and. I so was, more of a New York. <laughs> I uh, get, yeah, c- acc- comedy accidentally. Yeah, I was improv. just improv type thing. I was just watching, it was like vlogging from Mimi Molly where she did like a, she was doing all these videos that were, I thought were really interesting and then Fresnet was just so quick mm-hmm. and I, I just thought like, I want to do that. That seems fun. And at the, at, simultaneously I'm like having the worst time with anxiety and, and it's just kind of a build up. So I was just like, well this is cool. I'm, I'm Now I can at least use it and kind of put things out there without having to go out there. By that point, you had a couple of years at least or a high school career's worth of YouTube under your belt 
where you had developed a fan base, right? Well, no, 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 because not at first. At f- I mean, it took a it took a minute for anyone to start watching my my YouTube stuff. But I, I like I remember loading it on my phone and like showing some some of the kids in my class like something I just made, and they're like, "What are you doing here? <laughs> what what is this?" Like, um, because I went to one of those school like um, I went to a career school. Uh, during high school, my last two years, and I went for commercial arts. Oh, okay. So I was going for commercial arts, but I was spending all my free time making videos. So I was like, kind of using that aesthetic of like logos. I mean, that's that's where why I always say logo. Like it came because I was so used to making logos. Like during the day, I was like that. I was like that's my life. But then this is my fun. Mm-hmm. And then you know. It, I kind of realized like, oh no, these are mixing. It's kind of mm-hmm. colliding together and, and I can I can make these videos look just as nice as these logos. But it was vlog-based, stream of consciousness comedy that you then found in an edit. Yeah. Yeah, I would just, uh, at, at the first few videos I ever posted were mo- most of the, I mean, it was just my eyesight. I turned it on and I would just kind of record myself for like 40 minutes talking about things that I saw on the internet out of context. And then I would, and then I cut, there was a day where I cut one up and I was like, let's leave in, let's delete all the actual talk and let's leave in all the weird parts, the middle parts, the parts that you normally would delete. And that, an experiment. That, yeah. And that, an artistic experiment. And I crushed it all together and I titled the video Kanye West and that's when I got like a response to it where people were like, this is so weird and funny and I don't know what he's talking about or anything. And I was just like, okay, so you guys want like the other stuff, the stuff that's not necessarily makes sense. And that's what makes it funny is it's like random. Okay. And so. And let's be honest, you also had a certain look that at the time was, was, yeah, it was the Gather. mustache. It was a giant mustache. <laughs> <word. laughs> Describe the look, Mitchell. I mean, it was just the, you know, just like a young guy with long hair. It was just like a swoopy. S- yeah, it was like and a long. like an emo scene kind of looking guy wearing V-necks all the time. Okay, so you begin to get traction, and did you have a sense uh, at the time of the demographic that you were getting traction with? Because because that's what I feel like. You're kind of teetering. You've always kind of been teetering between this, but especially in the beginning between like teen vlog star mm-hmm. and artist, right? Yeah. And so that initial it's, that initial traction, where did you think it was coming from? I think that's, well, I would love to say that that is the forever struggle with Live, Love, Live for me. Mm. Is, is, uh, is this just like, I, I just feel like no one will ever take it seriously um, as an art as something art. <laughs> Were you thinking that at the time? Yes. As well, I, right? Al- I mean, I've always kind of thought that. I mean, I've always, I love telling jokes and I love making people laugh and that's great, but I've always, you know, wanted it to be a piece of art. Uh, live, Lava, Live, I mean, the name I still hold very dear because it's, that's, and I still don't tell anyone what it means because it's, it was my, my big art epiphany of when I came up with it and I, and that's it was that was everything I do technically art related is live lava live. And you keep that to yourself, and yes. that you're going to take that to your grave. Uh, no, no, I actually made a promise that if and it's, it's like a, such a 
of course. If I'm ever on Ear Biscuits and if they I'm ask ever, me what it means. If I'm, and, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've always said to, to viewers that if, you know, I get a million subscribers, I'll, I'll sit down unedited and upload a video telling you exactly what it means. Oh. And I, I don't think that'll ever happen, but <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I, I had, I, I, you know, I got asked about it so much that I was like, okay, I got to figure out a way to like equal like make it so that i can just throw a bone out there without actually saying it so that's that was the deal that i made years ago well we're going to tell you a story from our perspective that i think will um you will find entertaining uh but we'll also i think it kind of is a picture of that that moment in time 789 uh we were there yes and uh first ever wow was that no YouTube Live had <coughs> happened in 08. Yeah, I watched it from home. But this was the second time we had ever yeah. been to, first, quote, gathering we'd ever been to. Right. Second, like, YouTube in real life thing after YouTube Live. July 8th. Um, 2009. I mean, sorry, August, yeah, 7, 7, 7, 8, yeah. 9. July 8th, 2009. Yeah, it was the date, man, it, 7, it, 8, yeah. 9. In, for some reason, in I started thinking date. Yeah, in Manhattan, and we were all gonna meet in uh, Central Organized Park. Organized by, like, just a handful of fans who weren't, they didn't have huge subscriber numbers no. on YouTube or no, anything. No, it was just this they just group of people. I'm, I'm, I remember I met with them in the hotel lobby, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I've never been to anything like this. And they were like- Nobody knew what we were doing, right? No, You know what? Nobody knew what we were and doing. And when we, we showed up to the like the first gathering that was in Central Park, and Link and I were just like, this is so cool. People are coming up to us and saying, a few people, a few people, you know, a handful of people, We've seen your videos, and we're like, oh, there's there's fans. People there's pe- know us in real life. There's people who showed up here to meet people like us, not just us, but people like us, and they recognize us. And then there, because the, the typical mythical beast, which we weren't, they weren't called that at the time, mm-hmm. uh, was not the type. We had a following, but it was not the type of following that would show up at a seven, eight, nine. It wasn't a a core YouTuber following. We were. It was kind of like a. We had a fringe different thing, but this was our first exposure to that mm-hmm. the YouTube culture, fan culture. Yeah. Yeah, no, same with me. And we're just walking, so we're just walking around at the park, no organization, whatever, just like standing around and then people kinda go. Yeah, just people. A, cu- a couple of people would come up to us. A couple. And then some a, a person would show up that was a more popular uh, YouTuber at the time, and people would kind of scurry over there. I, th- I remember Shay Carl, uh, showed up and in mm-hmm. a kind of a crowd kind of gathered and then all of a sudden there's like a, a stirring a stirring that and a li- and then a line had to be formed yeah and it was like uh, an uh, an unprecedented amount of organization at such a chaotic thing <laughs> like a line wrapping around <laughs> the whole park basically like uh, no well not the whole park but everything hearing, where I could see Mitchell Davis is here it's, it's Mitchell Davis Mitchell Davis is here it's Mitchell Davis is here and at that point. I had no idea that anything like that was about to happen. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I I tried to get out of going to 789 because I was so like anxiety ridden. I was like. Yeah, now to know that that anxiety was such an yeah, issue. Yeah, I, I like, like 789 in the hotel was my grandma. Uh, just like, <laughs> just she. I was like, I'm not going alone. I can't go alone. And, and I went with her and then I had Kevin meet me from District Lines and we walked down there and all of a sudden it was just like a flood of people and I was like, what the f- is going on? <laughs> yeah, and, you were the guy at the end of the line that you didn't know would ever form. 
It was bizarre. It was bizarre. I, I mean, and and that's when I met you guys. You guys like uh-huh. squeezed in, and I we remember, got in the line. I just yes. remember being like, first off, I met you. That was the first time I ever met you guys in real life, and I just thought you're so <laughs> tall. You both are so <laughs> you're giants. You're tree people. And then I remember just instantly having a, the flip cam and just like basically. Basically, I pressured you into making uh, Supernote again. I was like, Supernote is the coolest thing ever. You guys got to do it again. And I just remember I was just like, wouldn't shut up about Supernote. As soon as you guys walked away, I was like, I shouldn't have talked about Supernote that much. I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, because in it was 2008, the first Supernote, the, that's how we, that's the first exposure we had to you was um, this really popular person on the internet Made a super note, and we heard about it immediately because everybody was talking about it. And it was it was you, and it was it was for the Shaytard Rebellionites. Yeah, yep, yeah. The most high profile super note that wasn't a captain, <laughs> and we, so we were extremely flattered, and that's why we were glad to stand in your line and I finally it was meet you so in person. Cool. I I was just like, this is what this is what I wanted to see on YouTube. I was like, this is like that weird. You're, you you guys were using it, and I was like, they get it. They, everyone get like you were one of those people that I was like, they're using it in such a smart way and in a way to interact. And I just thought that it was almost like it was a big art installation project. It was so cool to me, and the fact that you were gonna like combine all of them together and then make one long note, I was just like, that is so cool to be a part of something like that. But the seven eight nine experience was so eye-opening for us it sounds like it was for you no it it it's to this day is still the reason it's when i say i started i I changed from i i I considered myself becoming a youtuber that day Hmm. because i i realized like the community that day that's the day that i realized like there was a lot more because like before then i had never subscribed to anyone i'd i'd only like casually watched i didn't get that there was like this momentum growing like of, of people i i didn't get that I I just kind of thought like, oh, everyone else is just doing the same thing. We're all just doing our own thing, and I don't know. And so what changed at that point uh, when you went back home? I subscribed to everyone that I met there, and then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, the, the website's completely different now. It's 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 not just an uploader and me watching things, but it's like, it was a lot more of like a stream and chatting with people and, and then getting to see more than just like the viral things like i was staying in contact all the time and you can thank uh uh catarific shauna nanaloo and mika kitty because they they like basically cornered me after i got there and they were like you need to get involved in the community everybody you're here but why are you here and i was like mm-hmm. what do you mean and they were like <laughs> you you don't ever talk to anyone what are you doing here you you either you need to su- start subscribing and chat with all of us or <laughs> get out of here and i just remember i was kind of like shocked but at the same time i was like okay cool this is cool this is like my intro i, I was like initiated into it or something mm-hmm. and yeah they they made me a youtuber instead of just like this guy using the, the platform and you guys did the vlog Vedica. Vlog Vedica. That's the whole reason vlog Vedica existed is because they like opened my eyes to so much that we just the whole weekend were joking like we need to start a channel together. You guys, mm-hmm. will, you guys can help me start getting used to communicating on here. And so it was a new channel called that. That mm-hmm. then you had certain days of the week that you were assigned to upload. Yes, to and it. and it was really. It, I mean, it was never that serious. It was never anything that we were all like, this is it. It was just kind of like a cool way for us to keep in contact forcefully 
you know? It was kind of just like, and why not do it on YouTube when that's we all know how to use it? Because before that, it was kind of the whole uh, Kyle, mm-hmm. who uh, presumably was your best friend, I guess. Forever. It yeah. was, you know, in, in the way that Rhett and I, we started making videos together, it seemed like that the plan was you and Kyle were gonna make videos together you know, he moved away. There was there was this parallel story with him mm-hmm. that then at certain points he would kind of dip into the channel. Yeah. But then life would kind of take the creative endeavor apart or something. Yeah, no, we used to joke that you guys were the adult versions of us actually. <laughs> like we were like, that'll be us, right? And yeah, man. Um yeah, it was it was uh I um this kind of okay, so Kyle really started to get serious getting into it after I got really sick. I started college, um, and I was still doing videos. And what year was this? Was this after 789 or? I graduated in 08, so okay. it, it, it was it was a year and then and then some, I think. Either way, I was about to start I was about to start college and we had a giant windstorm and all the power went out and I realized that I kind of was paralyzed not paralyzed really but I was like I was very afraid to get out of my bed and we we found out it was because I couldn't do my routines I couldn't do the things and that's when everyone kind of realized like oh no this is this is not just like casual oh he's so OCD it was like no he's very I, I I to the point where I was like I would just I wouldn't step out of my room I was like trapped and then even when the power came back on I just I and it was out for two weeks. I just I ended up having to pull myself out of school because I realized I needed to go see doctors mm. and and focus on that before I tried to continue a career in anything. And so I did that. When you said pull yourself out of school, you mean college? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I pulled myself out of college to do that. And but at the same time, I was con- I was still doing YouTube because at the same time it was just like, but this is still a cool way to connect. I can. St- it's like I'm still out there without having to go out there. Uh, so that's what I was doing. And then when I started to get better, when I started getting the medicines and starting feeling better, I said to myself, I'm not going back to school. I'm going to make YouTube my life. So how bad did it get? I mean, was the windstorm the low point or did it get it was the worse? Eye op- it was the eye opener. Um, it was just the eye opener that what I was doing was not was not I couldn't just get away with it anymore. Um, like, it, it. So you were hiding it from others and yourself. Uh, a little bit from myself, pretty much from others. You know, like, um, like one of the a big moment that I always, I'm always like, that was I. I should have I should have taken that as a bigger moment. Is I remember I was trying to make my bed and I I kept making my bed over and over and over again and I kept uh, I kept throwing away my pillows. Until I and I could only have one of things, and it was getting my life was getting not minimal, but just like okay, what what do you mean you had to throw away all your pillows? And I was like, they all didn't look right. They all didn't look right. And like you throw them in the trash, get rid of them because they they didn't set right on my bed. And I would go walk to the corner of the room and look at my bed again, and go back and mess it up and fix it again, and go back and mess it up. And and uh, I, I I was just like, yeah. But you know what? I, I I figured it out. Just one pillow on the bed, and everything's fine. You know what I mean? But then when the windstorm happened, I couldn't do. Um, I couldn't like turn on my lights, and I couldn't go do my normal setup that I would do every day to start my day. That's when I was like, and and my grandparents saw that it was like, why why can't you just move? Why can't you just continue your day without doing these things? 
that's when we all realized like oh okay he needs he needs to do a bit more than just this like it it just became a, a real problem because it was just like i just realized i was i was trapped like i really was genuinely like very comfortable and fine being like i'm never going to go outside again and and that's okay and everyone's like that's not okay and i and in my mind i was just like why not why is that not did okay? you make any videos at that time yes see and that's what i'm saying as i was making videos almost all the time during this period because i was inside i was in my room kind of trapped anyways so it was just like it, it was just like i was playing with the internet chatting with the internet staying social and could people I, from my perspective thinking about it i don't think i could tell that about you i would no i, I and there was no, there was no transparency about that in no, your life no 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 not not uh not really not not till i finally moved out of my grandparents house and i made a video called farewell room where i kind of opened up about how uh the revenue that i had been making was paying for these like ridiculously expensive pills hmm. that i had to start taking and i was just i actually start crying in the video and i and I, I was just like, you are the reason that I am leaving my room. YouTube is the reason I'm leaving my room. Because hmm. it, 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 it worked out to where I could pay for it. And hmm. uh, yeah, so YouTube really helped me sit at this table right now. Hmm. I mean, it, it just, it, it did. Even though they had no idea that's what they were doing when they were watching my videos, I mean, I needed it. Yeah. I needed it. And was that, um, I mean, once you got proper medication and it sounds like consultation or counseling, however mm -hmm. you want to Yeah, it was like a two-year process of just like having to go through things and and just like trying things and it not working or it upsetting my stomach for like two weeks. And like it, it was some serious medicine to the point where they were like, you can't just take it. You have to ease yourself into it. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's terrifying. So and so, what was the specific diagnosis? It it it, it was just um, it was like severe obsessive compulsive disorder, and it wasn't. They were like, we're not writing down that you have agoraphobia, but it sure sounds like you have mm -hmm. early symptoms. What is that? The fear, fear of, of leaving your yeah. room. Oh. Um. And it you know it wasn't anything germ based or anything. It was just I just. I literally was just like, I'm not going out there anymore. I don't need to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, and in my mind, for a long time, it was totally fine. Like in my mind, to just say that was not a crazy thing to say. It was right. just like that's it. And I would drive people crazy. <laughs> like looking back, I canceled on people so much. There were so many things that I would just wouldn't do because it was too far away. That's why seven eight nine the night before seven eight nine, I remember calling Kevin, being like, "I'm not going, dude." And he's like, "You're going," and I was like, "I'm not going." And he was like, "If you're not on that plane, man, when we land, I'm gonna be so sad." And I was just like, "I'm gonna go, but I'm only gonna stay for like an hour." And then it ended up like I, like I was saying, it just kind of like opened my eyes, and I was just like, "I am so glad I came to this." Well. You go back to the reception that you were having on YouTube, and what you did in 09 has kind of become a staple for what a lot of guys are doing now. There are people, there are guys who are just good-looking guys who know how to connect with people uh, as vloggers, and that's what they do. That's their career. You definitely, I don't know how conscious it was. I don't know if it's just because that's not you, 
or was there a, a conscious decision to say, I'm not gonna take that path even though there might be more revenue, more subscribers, et cetera? I don't know, it was never a conscious decision. It was just kind of, it was a gut feeling. It was just like, well, I know I know what my end game is. My end game is to be an artist. And that's always been my, you know, my real end game. And, 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 um, and at the same time, I've always, I've always wanted to keep pushing myself and see what I can get away with. And so eventually it was just like, I like vlogging, but what else can I do, you mm-hmm. know, and what else can I, you know, and then it started getting into to more of the editing side of the whole thing where I was like, man, I really like just editing the footage and seeing what I can, how I can manipulate footage. And then it started in the, the glitch work and then it started into just like the whole realm of also, you know, okay, well, if I am going to make a video, why not have Kyle and do a sketch, like do something like mm-hmm real and 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 edit it and make it look nice um so yeah i mean i just kind of never i never it was never like a this or that and i'm pick that it was just kind of like the flow of me i think it just like where i was heading in my mind and you tried a lot of different things and and so to bring back the the kyle thread Mm -hmm. he came in and you said we're going to my channel is going to feel different. It's going to be more sketch oriented. Yes, that was for a period of time. Yes, um, and that was that was when I decided uh, after the after I dropped out of college and was feeling a lot better. I was like, Kyle, you're we're going to get a place. And he was in school too. And I was like, I'm going to have you leave school. I'm going to have you leave school. And I had to talk. I had a conversation with his mom, and I was like, Here's the thing. He's my best friend. He knows me. I feel like we we, we can do this. And I just give me a year, just give me a year of his time, and wow. um, and she was she was fine with it, and he was cool with it, and literally like two weeks later, I bought an apartment, and I was like, let's do this every Thursday, and it became every Thursday we put out something, and that year we did, and we did it for we did it for a while, we did it for a long time, and then yeah, that was that was it, that was like the norm, just okay, man, just as long as we get something up on Thursday, let's just. <laughs> Brainstorm, brainstorm Thursday. Brainstorm, brainstorm Thursday. And where did that at the end of that year? Where did that leave the you as an artist and the two in your friendship? Because because you you parted ways, right? Well, professionally, uh, we, we did it. We did it for like a good three years. Like we moved a few times together, and then our last move, his girlfriend moved with us. Who is his sweetheart? She's great. And then um, and then right there at the end, when YouTube started, my YouTube started going down. And things started getting tricky, where it's just like, hey, man, I I have no money. I have no money right now. I'm sorry. I can't pay us. And it got to the point where I was just like, you can go. This is my baby. I'm, I'm staying with this. And so, I mean, we're still super good friends. I, I still hang out with them all the time. It was just like, I, 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 I could see something happening, and I was just like, we had a lot of fun, man. Get out of here, you know, and, right. and just, and he, he got a place with her and he went back to school and that's what he's doing right now. And I'm thrilled for him. I think it, I think it was an awesome moment in our friendship. Like it, it's this time period where I'm just like, man, we were infinite. We we were just like living this cool dream. Like I remember when I turned 21, he picked me up from the airport because uh, I was shooting something in Los Angeles. And he was just like, dude, we're going to stop and you're going to buy us beer. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. And and you, and we, we took the beer back to our apartment and I was just like, 
this is so cool. Like we are just making videos, just all those things that teachers said that would send us to detention for we're doing now on camera and making money and it's our careers and we're having so much fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just like this, that was like the period, that was the, 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 those, that was like the, the period of the sketches. That's where it was constantly sketches. And that's why sketches have kind of not died out on Live, Love, Live. I'll still do them, but Mm -hmm. now it's just back to just my mind being alone right now. And, and with my YouTube channel, like being so terrible with views, it's just like now is my time where I'm just like, let's do all of those weird art things that you were afraid to do when, when the audience was real hard, when they were really like demanding, ru- rushing in and demanding. And, yeah. And- so, so now I'm just kind of having like this like free for all where I'm just like, I'm going to upload a 10 hour video of gradients. At what point, what do you think led to, you said things started to decline over the course of, you know, when it was sketch focused. Was that a factor? At what point did the uh, physical makeover happen? Which is, AKA, you got a haircut. Uh, yeah. Did that I, happen in that same time frame? Um, actually, it happened kind of in the middle of the sketch period, and it was it actually didn't play as big of a role as I thought. I was actually really happy. But everyone, you know, everybody makes a big hissy fit when anything changes on the internet, uh, especially well, such glorious locks like mine. <laughs> <laughs> so give it, give us kind of that, the backstory of the change, because... Yeah, I just, I, I'm thinking a lot went into that, and yeah, it meant a lot to you. It did mean a lot to me. I just wanted to, I just wanted to like prove to myself that it wasn't just a f- haircut. Like it was just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, it meaning your success. I, yeah, like I'm, I, I'm putting a lot of work into these things, and if it, if it's really just how I combed my bangs that day, then let's cut the bangs off and see what happens. So you describe it as a test. Yeah. If I'm not, if this is what it's really all about, then I'm not in. Right. Because I just that didn't seem like a. I mean, who wants to live their life by a haircut? I mean, what if my hair were to fall out? I have no choice <laughs> over that. So yeah. it's just like that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And so, yeah, I just kind of started pushing my own limits. And like I said, when and then when Kyle and me, you know, when I was like, "You go do it," and I'm gonna keep doing live lava live. Because I mean, at the core of everything, it's always been just me, just mine, I- inviting people in and out. Um, uh, yeah, it. it it's just it, it is what it is now today. How did you balance seeing the channel views decline with um, a desire to create certain things? I mean, was it, there's a tension there? Do I regain what works best, or do I do what I want to do? Is that was that at work? I think I'm still struggling with that because uh, every once in a while, I I I I think that's that's where I'm at right now. That's the big thing with me right now is I'm I. Uh, is I, I'm not sure what to do. I really love Live, Lava, Live. I really do. But f- from a financial standpoint, it's just not enough, you know, now. It's just kind of a hobby now. And, and it kind of breaks my heart when I see people being like, why don't you post anymore? And I'm just like, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm trying to pay my rent. Hmm. But you're, you're moving to L.A. I am. You've got, you've got a girlfriend. It seems ser- serious because you're like, putting her she's on the channel yeah i know and that was so a big, tell it, that was a big thing too yeah how did how did those things fit into where you where you don't what you don't know you're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well she she was just kind of like an accident like i wasn't 
I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. I was about to move to LA at the time. And then I met her and I was like, I have to stay and get to know you. You're fantastic. Where have you been hiding? How did you meet her? Megan. Megan. I met her on Facebook. I met her through Facebook. We had a bunch of mutual friends and it was like, do you know Megan? And I was like, I don't know Megan. Who is Megan? Click. And um, I met her for coffee and we ended up talking for like seven hours. And so I you was, had mutual friends. Yeah. And you messaged her. We have mutual friends according to Facebook. I just added her in, in, in Messenger and yeah, it was just like, hey, we have mutual friends. Did she know your work? She, that was one thing that we did talk about when she was like, you, you make videos online, right? And I was like, I still do, I still do. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I remember back when I was in high school, um, some kids were watching them where you would wear V-necks and Usher cologne and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's 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 different now, but I still do that. I actually just shot a, something earlier that day and I told her about it and she was like, so that's cool that you still do it. And I was like, you should watch a few before we date again because you might not want to date me. <laughs> um, because I was like, it's definitely still happening. Like I, I, I didn't want her to like not know that it was like right. my main deal. Um, but yeah, she she's totally cool with it. Going back two years, you had in mind to move to LA. Yeah. Uh, have the reasons uh, changed? Are they the same? Is the how related to wanting to make a go at it again or redefining yourself on, on through YouTube is the move, uh, or is it just like there's just more opportunities for what you're passionate about as an artist? I think it's a little bit of both. I think um, this time around, I have like I'm already like I'm coming out here with work. You know, I'm really. I want to come out here because it is out here. There's more hands out here that get it. And I mean, there are people like you right now out here. And I, I want to be closer to all that creativity because I think maybe it'll, it'll one, it will help me rekindle that love for, for live, love, a live in that like motivation. Cause when I'm in Ohio, sometimes it's, it's easy to not do it when no one else does YouTube at all. Mm-hmm. Through the years, it, the brand has changed, and it still will, and it's still it's still going to. I mean, for all I know, when I move out here, it might completely change again, uh, from shifting from art to something. I might just film the ocean every day for a year and upload it to Live Lava Live. It's not so. I just I always at the end of the day want to do Live Lava Live. But you but it you don't have a business strategy no. to, to make it work or or a creative strategy that would make the business work yeah, for it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in no yeah, no. I mean, even at the end of the day, I still want to upload something there even if no one's seeing it, even if it's not doing me any good. I I just I like live love live. I I mean, it is me. Mm-hmm. What do you want to make? Like Just one of the ideas is well, I did just collide my my art channel mm with live love live because i'm 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 trying to make live love live grow into to actually fit what it is called a channel it is a place where multiple things are happening playlists and and and, and taking advantage of of the little types of series that i have uh like taste some jams where i just review music but then i also want there to be like this whole other section of it where it is just where my art lives, my digital art, you know, in terms of those weird video ideas I have. I want, I just want it to be a hub, a channel that's just like, this is, you're seeing inside my mind for a little bit. And some of it's funny and some of it's not. Do you have, I mean, do you have any bigger ideas? Maybe that's one video, maybe that's a series. Oh, do I have, like right now? Yeah. 
Um, not really. I mean, the biggest idea that I've I've had on Live Love Live recently was merging the channels and mm. kind of picking my favorite art videos and re-uploading them mm -hmm. to Live Love Live. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't have anything too crazy planned. I know that when I get out here, I'm I'm definitely going to bring scheduling back, uh, just because I think that'll help. Um, and uh. <laughs> Like an external commitment to yes, content. Yes, yes. And I think I'm definitely going to start uh, just putting my brainwaves back into that groove. Because for a long time, it hasn't been. For mm -hmm. a long time, it's just been um, stressing about money and stressing about getting like other projects so that I can keep my cat fed. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so at the, at the end of the day, it's just like there's no, there's no time to do Live, Love, Live today because I've just worked all day to make sure that I can pay rent. So... I'm really going to try to time management a lot better when I move out here and just try to figure out how I can make it. Well, and it seems like your relationship with the fans of your channel and your fans, it's a two-way conversation, and there there has to be some sort of faithfulness on your part to be like, I'm, I'm, I want to kind of tell you what I'm giving you, or I want to give it to you in a way that you can, there's some sort of predictability. Do, do, you, do you sense that the conversation, uh, because you've tried so many things, uh, maybe some things haven't been responded to that that conversation is broken a little bit uh yeah it, it's just I, i'm a lot of people still anticipate coming and seeing that fringed 16 year old boy and and mm -hmm. uh it's just it's not that you're 25 yeah i'm 25 i grew up and i grew up online and and i'm not a character and they're not just going to recast me with some new 16 year old boy that's if that's if there's one thing that i wish everybody could get it's that Hmm. Well, where can we find the music? Because you mentioned that. Oh, sound, SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash might see hell. M like possibly see hell? Might see hell. Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, -L, M I T space C space H-E-L-L. -L. Might see hell is my name. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's kind of like. I That's wanted, complicated. Yeah, I wanted to have a name without having a name. So, And um, my one of my good friends at the time came up with that and uh, I was just like that's genius beautiful I and and I've always loved you know I I'm a with religion and all that kind of stuff I've I, I'm just all about like space and and believing in ourselves and stuff and I just I like kind of poking at it a little bit and might CL is just like the perfect poke I think. Mm -hmm. um and then your prints can be purchased through District Lines. Districtlines.com slash live, love, live, slash art. And if we really want to get inside your brains, we've got to continue watching what you're going to be doing over the next few months at Live, Lava, Live on YouTube. Yeah, just me on the internet. I, the I ocean just, videos. The ocean videos <laughs> possibly could happen. But yeah, no, I mean, really, it's just anywhere I'm online, I think of websites as canvases. I like to see what I can get away with and use them in a different way. I mean, that's what I do with Twitter. I mean, most of my tweets are like, what is he talking about? But I just, I, that's just how I like using the internet. I think it's just one big, beautiful canvas and I'm going to keep spray painting it. Well, we, that's what we want and we want more of it and we want to see continued success as you use this canvas. So, and we would let you spray paint the, the table, but that's, no one has done that. So we're just going to let you sharpie it. I just want some biscuits, guys. <laughs> And there you have it, our ear biscuit with Mitchell Davis. 
the friendship is solidified. The a byproduct of Ear Biscuit. Do you feel like more of a friend to Mitchell now? Uh, let him know on Twitter. Oh, you want it, me to let him know on Twitter? Or are you talking to the people? I'm talking to the people who are listening to me right now. Because I could just tell him. His handle is M Mitchell Davis S. It's like Mitchell Davis flanked by the first letter and last letter of Mitchell Davis. Hmm. It's you know that's just how he rolls. Well, I gotta say Adding some consonants. Bookending with comp- consonants. M Mitchell Davis S. Tweet I, at him, hashtag Ear Biscuits. One of the things I would say if I was tweeting at M. Mitchell Davis S. Uh, is thanks for the candor, thanks for the honesty, thanks for pulling back the curtain. Uh, you know, and he he was he was so honest with us, and he's been through a lot, and he's got so much of a history. I love he- hearing the story, and I'm excited about where he's going to go. And he is also coming, as he said to LA, he's making the big move mm-hmm. out of Los Angeles, but the problem is is that he says that he wants to be next to the beach. Well he said he, um, uh, I think this was conversation off the record, this was afterward. Okay, I get confused when we're recording, when we're not. Right, at some point you just have to stop recording, but he did tell us, hey, I'm, you know, I'm from Ohio, if I'm gonna move to LA, I wanna be near the beach. And right? I okay. totally understand, totally understandable. But we're like, well, we're in the valley. I drive a minivan. I live on a cul-de-sac. You do all those things. You will never see me in <laughs> well, this town. <laughs> well, I think, you know, you don't know this until you move out here. Yeah. Uh, just how big Los Angeles is. And you think, oh, you live in LA? I live in LA. We're gonna be hanging out every day. Even if you want to hang out with somebody, because Mitchell is the kind of guy that I wanna hang out with. Definitely. It, it, once you separate yourself with a geographical barrier like that a is hill. a we large call, hill. Right, we call it a hill. But it's, it's, it's large uh, and it has like a couple of ways to get over that hill but they all involve sitting in traffic for long periods of time. You might as well be on the other side of the country. It's, I mean, it's apocalyptic. <laughs> you know, here we are, I mean, we're, we're falling right into it, we aren't are, we? We are. We are talking about it big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not uh, talking about how to get, get places. I mean, we, if we're <laughs> talking about the weather or we're talking about uh, directions, then we're being very LA. Let's not do that. But. Yeah, I mean, whenever more YouTube friends are either here or moving here, and I'm like, where are you moving to? I've never heard anybody say, oh, the valley. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, because, people I mean, with children, maybe. Oh, yeah, I'm very happy in, in the valley, Yeah, but I do feel I can hear the apologetic tone come across my lips whenever I'm like, where I tell people I'm living. Well, I, I usually say it. Uh, it's not sexy. As, as if to say, I'm in the I'm, now. I'm in the valley. You don't want to be in the valley because <laughs> you're young and single, and you and you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's it's 110 degrees today, and my air conditioning is broken. Right. Yeah. We Welcome are, to the valley. The apocalypse has hit my house, and I'm I'm you know I'm Wayne. Not even going home. You gonna leave your family there? Let them suffer. You just gonna leave it. Well, no, as I'm you contemplate that, I will I'm, say I'm, a, I'm gonna line them up in the yard. and I'm gonna turn on the garden hose. Okay. Well, that's wasteful too. Like we're in a drought. You can't do that. You can't well, cool your family well, off with I'll the water. Aim it at, I'll aim it at their mouths. Okay. The, as long as they drink every bit of it. <laughs> now, uh, I will say to Mitchell, you are welcome to come to any sort of get-togethers we have in the valley. It will be hot. Uh, it will be a little less cool. It'll it'll actually be less cool and hotter, which I guess is the same thing, but in two different ways it will be less cool. Temperature and just the vibe. Again, you're falling but you, into but it But you again. are welcome, you're welcome to be a part of it. 
And you're welcome to hashtag Ear Biscuits. Let us know what you think of this whole endeavor. Uh, you know, we we, really? we live and die by your uh, your support and your listenership and your comments and your iTunes reviews, SoundCloud comments. So, so please do each one of those things in that order uh, whenever you're awake and whenever you're listening to this. We appreciate every bit of it. And we'll speak at you next week. <laughs>